Episode number 115 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, you've, you've got yourself a wee haircut there, I see, eh? I, think, I thought I'd do, well, do it for the podcast, you know, it's a... It's a <laughs> gosh, Where did you get that done? I take it it was... Uh, it this wasn't, is, it wasn't the, the barbers, surely not. Not with no, that. This was, this was my wife who hacked this off, so it's pretty, <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty severe tonight, actually. My words. I'm looking closer to Kyle for once. I, I know, I was going to say, you know, it's uh, that, H, that HD um, image you've got, you can see every, every kind of grey hair that's been missed out, you know. Ah, I know. I know yeah, so anyway, so, so they've got the... But, it's, but I'll tell you what, you, you will maybe, you'll appreciate this because you're, you're a bald heat, but it's, it's warm and humid at the moment and you need every... I'm, I found I was just overheating, so yeah, get the haircut. Last one, hopefully, before I'll probably go back to a regular barber's. Not that my wife's done a bad job, but yeah, feeling as I think she she can stay stay in her own day job. <laughs> Wait till she hears that. <laughs> what was it? I mean, well, let's let's kind of sink this back to Andy Butchert's uh, interview. Now, he said, "Did you not? Did you not say that you're going to get a hair, a bowl cut like his? Remember?" Um, oh yeah, the Andy Butchert, yeah. Going up each stage. Why? Where's Where's that? You should have done that, man. Yeah, good point. Actually, I should have done that. I should have taken. I should have got just given Phil a picture of Andy Butcher and says, "I have one of these, please." <laughs> An Andy Butcher haircut. I was listening back to that that interview. My God, ah, <laughs> was, oh, was a, a few holes there. Um, anyone who's who's bought any toffee pops? Yeah, I, I had a look in home bargains and they never had any. So I went to the cashier and I said, like, "Have you got any toffee pops?" And, she just looked at me like I shot myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was having us on. Uh, um, he's, uh, he's some boy. I see he's in uh, looking at his Instagram. He's he's currently in font with uh, Jamie Crow, and uh, <laughs> I think it looks like Stephen Scullion's in the tour as well. It's what an elite oh, really? group going on. Rogue group. That is some, some squad there. Eh? Holy mm. moly! Okay, so we've got an absolute stacked show tonight, folks. Um, hold on to your seats. So we've got. The newly reigned Scottish record holder and British record holder, Joe Zaszewski, on the show to chat about her recent exploits in Australia. So really interesting interview. I, I, I had her on this morning, seven in the morning, Tom. It was her evening time. So, you know, I had to get up uh, an hour early-ish to, to make sure that I didn't sound like I just woke up in the morning. So there was a lot of coffee and water this morning. i tell you that for free, Tom. Um, and we've also got a training update. There's been quite a few races in FKTs that have um, started to to kick off around the UK as well, which is quite exciting. So we'll mm. we'll reveal some of those um, you know those challenges and those results as well. So yeah, it's exciting, folks. And um, we're starting to see a little bit more, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel, or the long tunnel. Anyway, that's for sure. We are. There seems to be everyone. There's a bit more optimism about. I, well, I was going to say there was a bit more optimism about races coming back, but I say that the day that the the news up here is covered in stories of pubs being rammed in Aberdeen and there's rumours <laughs> of maybe a local lockdown and me and Phil are saying, are we out with the city limits? <laughs> are we okay? Uh, so uh, yeah, the, we'll see. I think we're going to be going through waves for the next wee while. But anyway, it is exciting that we've got uh, races and, and results coming back, which is good. Before we get into all that then, what the listeners want to hear then, Kyle, is how are you getting on? 24-hour treadmill world record attempt is going to be on, what, four weeks, three weeks, four weeks on Friday? 
No, it's like three weeks on Friday. Three Tom. weeks on Friday, blimey. I know, I couldn't Day believe it. I, I was, we got to Friday, what was it? Friday the, that was the 28th. And I thought, God, we've got a month to go. And here we are, you know, three and a bit weeks to go. So I'm, you know, a little bit of uh, I'm excitement, but also getting the fear, you know. Um, you know, have I done enough training? Have I done enough um, long runs? Have, have, I, uh, have, I, have I planned this well enough? Have I, have I made this challenge a bit too far-fetched? Or, um, but do you know what, Tom? I'm, I'm positive. I've got a positive outlook. I think I've been doing the right things. And I think my, my kind of ultra fitness is, is there. Um, I just really need to start kind of fine-tuning things. And, you know, I've got a couple more weeks of um, some big, big mileage. And um, I've got a couple, you know, I'm going to do another big kind of week this week. This week's probably going to be one of my biggest weeks. Um, I'm going to try and get to around about the 130 miles uh, for the week, which, which I suppose means I need to average about kind of 16 miles a week. And then I'm going to do a couple of 15, sorry, 50, 25 to 50K runs back to back on the, at the, at the sort of end of the week. So, yeah, it's, it's, looking, it's looking good. Um, you know, I mentioned it last week. It's really a lot, a lot of easy running, a lot of kind of, running at the, the sort of pace uh, maybe a little bit quicker than the pace that I'm going to set out at so uh yeah it's, it's going to be it's looking good for me Tom and um I'm you know I'm keeping myself fresh I'm injury free I'm eating well uh although I'm, I am having a, a wee beer just now but you know I need to kind of unwind now and again and Absolutely. um and you know this, this week was another good week for me uh, as I said as I mentioned it's been it's been good so far 110 miles last week which is what I'm talking about this week. Um, yeah, uh, we went to, on the Saturday, I, I took Debbie for a, her first proper ultra run, Tom, as, as I'm sure you, you well know from Strava. Uh, mm-hmm. We wrecked the Speyside Way, the ultra race that I'm the race director of. And that, that, is, that in itself was a huge success in terms of registrations opening on the Saturday and it, it, all the places have been sold out. I have kept the numbers quite low, just obviously because of COVID and if there's opportunity to open them up a little bit more, I will. But currently, um, I'm going to stick with the guidance I know and keep the you know, the numbers low and, and manageable uh, for the safety of not only the, the runners, but everyone else as well that, that kind of you know, takes part and in, in kind of witnesses the event. So, uh, yeah, so I tell you, but that's probably the first time I've ran the Space I'd Way. And, you know, I look at the, the course profile and some of the times, and think, oh, that's quite a quick ultra. It's 30, just over, um, it's about 36 and a half miles. Uh, so it starts in Crag and Moor Distillery, and it goes all the way over Ben Egan um, and hits, uh, heads through Fockabers into the, along the coastal path, uh, Spay Bay, and then uh, finishes at Bucky. So it's uh, yeah, it was it was a good run. Benny, go up Ben Egan, and there's a bit of a climb there, and that's that, that really does sap the legs, and you've got a big long downhill there. And uh, so I did feel it in my legs, Tom. I'm not going to lie, you know, because I've been doing a lot of flat ultras. Uh, but but I tell you what, I mean, I was you know I was happy enough with my time, but Debbie, she absolutely smashed it. It's, I, I think really do think she's built for for ultras, um, and I'm not just saying that because she's my wife, but I was hugely impressed by, uh, you know, her, her run. She just kept going, you know, and, and she finished strong as well. She didn't bonk. I don't think, um, 
yeah, really impressed by her run. She she averaged it was for the thirty six point six miles or something. Um, her her kind of average pace was about it was like just over eight minute miles, eight or nine minute miles, and and that was even in the race situation. So it was yeah, hugely impressed by that. Um, mm-hmm. and the elevation is about one thousand two hundred feet. So I really want to see her doing a, a, an ultra, and I just don't know if she she's gonna she's gonna take my advice, you know. <laughs> and she won't be doing the Speyside way because she's gonna have to, you know, help me out and stuff, you know. But that was I was so impressed when I saw. I mean, I was I saw yours come up and I thought that's a solid. That's a, that's what you call a training run, forty miles, seven sixteen pace. But then I saw Debbie's. Yeah, that's that's amazing with someone who's not run that sort of distance before. But you know what? Think about what I think. You know, we know Debbie was such a top-class triathlete, Iron distance, Ironman distance. That that's that eleven, twelve hours sort of of effort. You know, she's pr- such a strong endurance athlete that if you know she and she's, I mean, Debbie's marathon speaks for itself. That I think uh, that doesn't surprise. It doesn't actually, when I think about it, surprise me that she's strong at the ultra distance. And yeah, yeah. And when yeah. I saw that, my first reaction was she should be running the space headway because that's uh mm-hmm. you you walk into that with a as a as one of the favourites with that sort of performance. It's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I mean other records. Than, yeah, I think other than uh, what's the name? Uh, I can't remember the name, but she the, the course records set by uh, is it Lucy Colquinn? Is who her name is? Um, and it's like four and a half hours, but you know just over just under five hours, and not in a race situation. I don't think she might well get close to that, but I really do think um, she needs to do an ultra race, maybe not the space side way, but, you know, even like a British 100k chance or, you know, something like that, you know, that pedigree. I don't think she's very good at the technical, well, she's not good at the technical terrain. She'll be the first to tell, tell us that. Um, but a runnable ultra would be certainly uh, something that she should maybe look to do. But, you know, at the same same. It's hard to kind of spread. You don't want to spread yourself too thin. We we all we both know that. And her real pedigree is is at the triathlon. You know, she was a top class swimmer. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, she's got a Scottish record in the the hundred miles for the the time trial on the bike. And although it's been broken the last couple of years, and she's a sub three hour marathon runner. So she has got pedigree in all those distances. And putting them together means you know she can really do well and excel at the triathlon, which she already has, but um, we've been not blowing her trumpet. She you know, is national triathlon champion and uh, she's got a, a, a pro license and, and it's really difficult to do all that. So, but yeah, I really would love to see her doing an ultra and it's just time will, time will tell if I can convince her. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's that, I think. Um, so just on, a really well, so good on, week. Is, I mean, so on yours then, just to go back to that, so that's 38 miles, Will you go further again in the next three weeks, or is that as long as you think you need, you'll you'll go? That's so I'm going to do like five a, hours on feet. Yeah, like this week, like I mentioned, I'm going to do a big week around about 130 miles if I can, uh, assuming everything you know feels okay injury wise and I take care of my body. I'm going to do a back to back again at the end of the week, and then next week I'm going to do another long sort of 40 miler around about that on the flat. Maybe do it on the treadmill this time. Um, and then that'll be about 110 miles. And then the week after that, what week am I in there? That, yeah, that'll be... Uh, yeah, you'll two full weeks next, to go. Yeah, and then the week commencing the 17th, that's just going to be a down kind of week. And then, do you know what? My taper week, Tom, the, the week of the event, 
I was saying this before we, we caught up uh, on the show. That's going to be my biggest mileage week, I hope. It might be a 200 mile plus a week, Tommy. I would, I would, I would, hope, I would hope it's your biggest mileage week because we know you've never run. Uh, when's your UTMB week? You must have gone a long way. Aye, well, I think I, did, I didn't do much in terms of mileage before that. Right, so I was okay. a bit scared that I was going to pull something, you know. But, but I mean, you know, like, well, what's your, so Kyle, what's your, what was your taper? What was your taper for the, your race you did or your challenge? That's only 200 miles. Any other questions? Well, that to be fair, that includes the that includes the race, the race itself. It'd be like, it'd be like saying, "What's your marathon taper like?" Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, like fifty miles. Well, that includes the marathon, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think it's funny, you know, because like it's, you don't expect to be doing such a big. I I mean, I've net. If that's, I'm hoping that I run a long way. And imagine oh, that. Like, oh, it's a, you, you can't you can't think about it too much because. Well, you know, I'm you're speaking to someone who's only ever done a hundred mile week. I've only I did a hundred mile week once, right? And that was like I was like, oh wow, big Billy Big Balls. I've done a hundred miles this week. And I'm sitting here chatting to an ultra runner who's like casually hoping to run, you know, one and a half times that plus in a, in 24 hours. It's pretty pretty crazy, man. Uh, well, no, nah, but it's it's going. Yeah, I'm really happy and and yeah, looking forward to just getting more training in and and hopefully seeing the fruits of my labour come the 28th of August. So, so yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, and, you know, and, and you mentioned it last week, there's a, you know, there's a Just, a, a just Given page. Um, for, for a Just Given page. It's virginmoneygiven.com forward slash Kyle Gregg. Um, so if you do want to find out a little bit more about the challenge and the charities that I'm donating to, Please feel free to have a look and uh, yeah, any, anything's any donation you can make would be much appreciated. Um, like I mentioned, there's a couple of sort of random prizes that I'm gonna draw for anyone who does enter. Um, you know, minimum donation of five pounds for that for, for you to be in a chance of getting involved. And uh, just a few shout outs to some of the some of the folk who've donated. Um, Darren Tom, he's he's donated, so thank you for that, Darren. Uh, Ian Beatty as well, he's donated, so yeah, really grateful for that for that donation too. And uh, yeah, a guy Stephen Toman, John Craig, thanks, John. Um, Craig Shields as well, Angus Gillespie, my friend Matt Matt Wilson, Fraser Gormley, good luck, K Babe, uh, Tim Totty and Tim, thanks, Tim and Totty, you know Tim Tim Tot Tom Tim Tom, <laughs> you know that, you know who Tim is. And uh, Otto the dog, so thanks for that. Andy Lynn, uh, Quentin Chalmers, Alan Oak, Ian Tom, uh, yeah, so many folk to name. And uh, yeah, real shout out to Finley. Finley organised uh, a beer mile, didn't he? He did, in, yeah, in the Grass Hill Boys, last yeah. And uh, I think it was, yeah, it was a socially distanced bring your own beer mile in Mary Hill last, last Friday. And um, I'm really, really thankful for everyone who... Uh, you know, put in their, I think it was like, you know, put in their entry fee and they agreed to make the, you know, donation the best use of the money. So they've, they've uh, donated a hundred pounds, which I'm really, right. really grateful for. So yeah, thank you so much guys for, uh, yeah, donating to the, the cause and um, I'll make sure that I don't let anyone down. That's uh, fantastic. So what, in terms of the, the, the event, why as we're getting closer and closer to it, I know you, you said to me you're going to speak about the target and the plan near the time, and that's fine. But one thing I've been thinking about, I've been a bit treadmill running myself, and as anyone know, when you're on a treadmill, 
you choose the pace. So what's that must be? That'll be. I mean, how, I'm. I'm. It's going to be very different to say like a marathon or a half or an ultra when you kind of you just can't go any faster. Will you? Will it be a case of? I mean, do you intend to run a pretty even pace or whatever distance? I mean, say the. Let's say well, you mentioned last week about the hundred mile, the twenty four hour, but whatever it is. Yeah. How do you plan to manage your pace on the treadmill? Are you going to jump on and just hit, bang, I'm going to go at this speed? Or are you going to have a plan for, again, whatever challenge is going to be, a plan that you're going to run paces for different hours or different parts or negative or positive? I mean, how, how's, the, how's that plan going to work? For the, going by my current strategy, I'm going to hit a pace, go on the treadmill, hit a pace and hold it. Okay. And if I can do even splits for that, then so be it. I mean, that, nice. that sounds quite, like, repetitive, but the, the issue you've got, if you, you know, increase, I think I'm more, more likely to err on the side of caution rather than thrash it and just hold on for the first, say if I'm going for the 100-mile world record initially. I don't mm-hmm. want to go really, really fast and then, you know, have a buffer. I'd rather err on the side of caution. If I'm feeling really good after 40 miles or 50 miles, I'll bump it up maybe 0.2. But what I'm not going to do is, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at the pace that I need to run at and I'm going to run quicker than that pace. So I might mm-hmm. say, say for the 100 mile at the moment, it's 7.18 per mile. I probably would say I'll go on at 7.16 a mile and just hold it there, 7.14 a mile, hold it there, get myself a buffer. Um, and if I'm feeling really, really good, I might bring it up a little bit, a, a little bit quicker, maybe mm-hmm. point, you know, 7.12 a mile, for example. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't want to run at like I don't want to run it at seven minute miles and then you know get to fifty miles and feeling like crap and yeah I'm, I'm really starting to slow and suffer and um, and, and and you know you're 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 actually running slower than the world record pace but you've just got mm. you've allowed yourself a buffer so ideally that's just that'd be agonising just seeing that would be wouldn't it fall but, apart. you know I mean regardless of what I do if I do decide you know screw this hundred mile world record let's just go for the twenty four hour world record. Um, I'm going to hit that, you know, whatever it's 806 per mile pace for 24 hours. I think I really would be having to hit about eight minute miles for, for 24 hours, yeah. which is huge. You know, that's, that's amazing. Like the guy, in, the Hungarian guy who did that, hats off to him. Um, but I, I also do know that he, he did a very similar thing to what I might potentially be doing is he ran his first 100 miles quite hard and then he, he had that buffer of of like he was running nine minute miles for like eight x number of hours afterwards because oh yeah he, he gave it you know he gave it a hot hot sauce in the first half of the the first half of the, or the first 12 hours of the race so our challenge but you know what mentally that must be so difficult because if you if you're in an ultra and things go awry say you've still got to get you're on a course and there's very much that feeling of i've got to get to the finish but for you on a treadmill the the mental side is going to be crazy to stay on the treadmill not just say sod this and get a jump off when you know when things you know you have let's be honest you're going to have bad patches it's not going to be this unicorns and rainbow session of your it feels amazing all the time you're going to have rough patches that's fine and during that how that's i mean are you going to watch some you're going to put an episode of the simpsons on you're going to you know are you going to watch some disney plus <laughs> yeah i'll be you're going to watch the last dance i mean what is it well do you know it's Music? like the best way of describing 
this 24-hour event or treadmill, it'll be like being in a, a blend, a, a mentally being in a blender, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be going round and round and round and not going anywhere. And interestingly, do you know what the treadmill was first used for? It was a punishment tool. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. Um, it was like, uh, yeah, some somebody talked. I think it was a marathon talk actually. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? Yeah. So the treadmill was a method of punishment in the Victorian era. The poor law ensured that the poor were housed in workhouses, clothed and fed. Most prisons had a treadmill or treadwheel installed, where the prisoner simply walked the wheel. So. That was any prisoners. That would be the exercise. Would be to go on a treadmill. Mentally, oh, because it could generate it could generate power. Yeah. To grind grain. Know. That's interesting. Yeah, because it said yeah you could you could it would run a mill so you would grind grain on it. I I, I think that's incredible. You know that's, that's crazy. Yeah, like you know just to you're right. Yeah, that that's it. That that's why it was used. Did you know that? Did you? I did not know that. No, I just uh, I've often wondered whether you could. Uh, I often wonder with the turbo, actually, when I've sat in the turbo at home, I've often thought, that's a lot. I've been frustrated that I'm, I'm losing all this. I'm producing all this power, which is just getting lost to some, the, 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 the turbo itself. I've always thought, I need to put a shaft on the back of that, <laughs> tie it into the home power. You know? oh, <laughs> well, I mean, you're an engineer. Tight, you? tight Scotsman. You would, know, you, would, you would have some sort of use for that, no doubt. Yeah, it would be pretty sweet to do it. So actually, that, that, it's interesting that, the, tre- that the, the treadmill has that. So, so there you go, mate. You're... Um, well, what was your question? I don't know if I answered. My question was mentally: How are you going to get on when things go when things are difficult? Have you got like what's the, you know? I mean, you know, I'll cast my mind back. I remember sitting at um, the not the last one, but the penultimate checkpoint with you. Um, no, it's crying. You were holding me in. You were you were you were having a diff- you were having a difficult time. I'm wonder- I'm just thinking what the how what the prep for that is. Do you know what? Like it's it's. It's one of these, like, I don't know. It, that's the thing. It's so exciting because you don't know what, what you're, what's going to happen. Like, you can plan for all these things. and something bad's going to happen, you're going to feel like crap. But the, the beauty of an ultra is you can bounce back if you've, if you've put in the right, you know, if you've done the right things. And, yeah, maybe my hip might be sore and I'll have, just have to deal with that however way I, you know, I plan to. But, like, I think, um, I think I'm, you know, I, I think I'm, 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 I'm used to being punished and, you know, have, going through bad spells and, and bouncing back from them. And like, the, I even remember at UTMB, okay, I, had a, I didn't run as the way I wanted to. And I think the hills, the mountains just were, were far beyond my fitness levels at the time. Um, but like, you do find stages, you get a much, you get a bounce back, you get more positive, you get more optimistic. And, It'll just be things like support crew and, and making sure that I'm fueling, my fueling strategy is going well, making sure that I'm as hydrated as I can be, like, yeah, putting good music on. So I've got a, a music playlist there. Uh, I've, I've downloaded the, the Last Dance playlist, so I've starred nice. my favorite songs. So anyone who's got some cracking motivational songs, do let us know and I'll add them in my Spotify list to, to get bouncing back. But also, like, you know, the, the, the event is going to, you know, if TRS is on board and you know there's a live stream, I've got so many people to to be thankful for and, and to really make sure that I'm going to complete the, the the challenge. So and hopefully break a world record. 
So I've got a lot of things like on my plate and, and it's, it's not like I'm doing this like under, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it um, behind this, not behind the scenes. What's the word I'm looking for? Like secretively. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing it secretly. I've, I've put my name out there and there's, there's a lot yeah. of uh, risk to, that goes with that, a lot of pressure. And that, I think that drives me to hopefully do as well as I can. So I think that in itself is, is going to help me mentally. Yeah, I, I think you're right, mate. Um, it's incredibly exciting. And actually, I'm going to jump on a couple of things you said there. One, so the in the um, Spotify, right? So I, did, I, I this has been on my mind for a while, actually, and this is a perfect opportunity to... Listeners, go to Spotify, search for TRS Tunes playlist and add your own songs on there. Oh, and start getting, so we've got a Spotify playlist. So put really? that, so jump onto that. At the moment, it has, it has. I, I was, I was planning around it the other day, and I've got so on there so far. We've obviously got Chinese Burn from Pop Up. Yes, big respect yes. for those boys. Um, we've got uh, Sirius, the you know the Chicago Bulls team, which is the Alan Parsons project, the start of the Last Dance soundtrack, which they play oh. at the start of the Berlin Marathon, which is which is great. Um, but you know, in the, in the absence of, uh, we obviously, I'm sure that no no uh, lawyers are going to listen to it, listen to this and kick off, but. Let me line it up. So we've got that one on, and we've also got um, uh, a couple of Jay Z songs on there, which I like. So throw your own, throw your music on there, listeners. That'd be pretty cool to. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, I didn't know oh, we had the yeah. It's only a couple of weeks old. This is what I'm talking about. Oh, yes. This, at the start, this, you need to play this like in the moments before you get going. Just <laughs> when the like tread, when you're, when you're just, when you're waiting on the treadmill to start. <laughs> you can just imagine, close your eyes and imagine that you're stood in Berlin at the start of the Berlin Marathon, just cranking the pressure. <laughs> yes. And then I go, boom. And then you go, yeah. So that'll be. And I open my eyes again and I'm like, Holy shit, I'm just in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool to have cool. to see what listeners what, what listeners put on there. Um, yeah, excellent, mate. Well, very it's exciting, as you say, only three weeks away. Three weeks away, I who the thunk, eh? But I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's like it, it I just don't know what's gonna happen. Like I'm gonna do as well as I can. I just uh I, I really think I've got something in me, but it's just making it all happen, you know. So and I and I haven't even I've I've been on I have been on the treadmill I've been watching how much treadmill running I do but um this week I'm going to practice on the treadmill that I'm using for the record which is good um so I'm yeah hoping to see how that feels and hopefully it feels quick nice. get get you know get make sure the incline's level um not running an uphill <laughs> uphill yeah, run exactly. for 24 hours that'll be shite. How- How's the calibration plan coming along for this treadmill? We don't want you to, to do it at all, can we? Well, it's a good point. But I've been chasing some of the suppliers and they, really, they haven't got back to me. I've emailed them numerous times. Uh, the, the last one was the Life Fitness because that's the treadmill I'll be using and uh, they haven't got back. But I'd, all I need is a maintenance, maintenance technician to come, on, come along, look at the, the treadmill and calibrate it. It's not that difficult to do. So if okay. anyone does know a maintenance technician who can calibrate a treadmill, could point them to tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com because, uh, yeah, I need to get someone for this, a technician to, to help me out so that it's, it's going to be a legal record if, if, that's, if, if that's what happens. So, um, yeah, 
not, you know, it's not like um, we're not paying for it. You'd happily pay them uh, to get calibrated. Two treadmills need calibrated, so do uh, do guess get get in contact and let us know. So yeah, that's that. So uh, talking about, I mean, I suppose it's you know a lot of a lot about what I've been doing. But t- Tommy, tell us about how things are going for you. You've got nine weeks to go for the marathon, eh? Nine weeks to go, right. dude. I, I, I had a really good week. So, do you know, I had my biggest week of the year. So, not just this block, but I, bigger than I had at the start of the year in terms of oh, really? miles. So, yeah, like it, it was a, I've, I really, it was only at the end of the, I did 22 miles on Sunday. It was only when I finished and I looked up, I thought, I had it in my head I was, I was going to run like 93 miles anyway. I ran 95 miles, which is. Good job, boy. I, I, I think that my, I can only think of one week when I've ever done more than that in a week. So, you know, I really, I really can't nice. be complaining too much. Solid, uh, it's good volume and a bit of quality in the week. I had, I, I said on the podcast last week, I want to start doing a bit, get into the marathon pace, work a bit more. So on Monday, actually, this will make you laugh. On Monday, on Tuesday, sorry, I did five by five minutes, looking for like ten k pace, doing it around the the old AACC loop, and my watch was having an absolute mare. It said I was running like eight or eight ten minute mile, and I was flat out. And I was, so I thought this, so anyway, it was quite refreshing actually, because suddenly rather than being a slave to my watch and looking at my split halfway around and stressing, oh, I'm at 520s, I need to pick it up or, or although I've started out at 450s, it's too hard. It was a pure effort set of reps and it was nice. almost, almost a, a roll for us progression. It wasn't quite, but it was, it was quite, it was, I don't know, it was quite an interesting one. I like having the data after the run, but actually it was quite nice to just run on effort and it was, it was a solid session. So Running the, the reps, it was about 5'10 sort of pace. So I feel feel good. Fastest set of set reps I've done around that block where we do it with the club. So that's a good indicator. Um, and then later in the week, actually the biggest run of the week for me was on Friday when I did 3x5K with a K yeah. float. I know that's a session you've... you've uh, donuts for donuts, had, that one. Donuts for donuts, yes. Yeah, so I was down at Duffy Park running around, uh, running around Duffy Park. So the GPS thing is a wee bit off, but the splits were pretty... I like to, I, sl- I split the watch on the lap of Duffy Park, so I, I know it's yeah. consistent. I was running faster than I was pre Frankfurt, so I, I think I'm. So basically, my five Ks were. Let me get this right. I think it was like seventeen forty, seventeen thirty, seventeen twenty one, or something like that. So getting progressive with them. I feel I feel in good shape. I feel I would run a pretty solid half right now, and. Yeah, so I just need to keep being consistent. You know, that's we talk a lot about that in here: consistent mileage and. I need to I need to get consistent. So, I, yeah, the crux of it is good long session on Friday. That was 16 miles at um, with the marathon, the the five k's at marathon pace and all in. Um, 16 miles at sub six minute miles, which I'm I was pretty, that's decent. Yeah, pretty right. pleased with. Yeah. And then I wrapped up on on Sunday with 22, which was uh, you know good. I felt my legs were really tying up because I had that session from Friday in them. But yeah, yeah, 95 for the week which is good and I'm feeling so yeah so to your point at the start we're now nine weeks from London or Wrexham we haven't heard anything from either race so my rant from last week still stands but we have uh the bit of development I've got is actually I'm uh assuming that it happens and assuming that there's no major transport issues I'm planning to go over to run the Piano Ferries Antrim Coast Half Marathon in Northern Ireland on the 12th of September which is which is pretty cool. Their um, listeners will remember that I I talked about this earlier in the year that I was planning to go out. So the race has been postponed, and I'm 
Fiona and I still intend to go out because it looks to be a good race and it looks to be a nice course and the field is stacked. I mean, the women's, so I'll start with the women's race. You've got Gemma Steele, 68-13, half marathon there. Joe Pavey's in there. She's got 68-53. Lily Partridge, Ali Dixon, Sam Harrison, who's a British number two at the moment, second at the big half in London. Anne-Marie McGlynn is the current uh, Irish um, all-comers record holder. Yep Vastenberg, who is uh, one of the New Balance uh, athletes based in the northwest of England. Um, she was fourth at the European Champs for 10,000 metres. Charlotte Taylor-Green, um, Clara Evans, Holly Archer, Fiona Bryan. Um, so, yeah, really, really stacked the women's side. On the That's men's smart. side, on the men's side, you've got Ben Connor, who... Um, who's got a 61 half to his name, Scott Overall, Dewey Griffiths, Nick McCormick, Mark Scott, Frank Baddock, Kevin Seward, Stephen Scullion. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Josh Griffiths, wow. Tommy Hughes, Gary Hanlon, Tom Evans, Adam Craig, making his what looks to be, I think, his half marathon yeah. debut. So, I mean, if, ever, if all these people That's line up, it's one. stacked. Jesus. And you got, you got a, a cheeky wee invite over here. Eh? Well, I'm yeah. So the we're uh, you shout out to the organisers. We're going over. Yeah, we'll go over um, and yeah, do the race. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting a bit involved in a bit of their coverage beforehand and afterwards. And and yeah, so it's a Saturday race, 12th of September, and that's really good timing for me because it'll be about four weeks out from Wrexham or London. So it'll be a nice opportunity. I need to. I we talked about this before we came on. I need to start to have a think about what sort of pace I'm shooting for. I said before, I really just want to get fitter at the, at the end of the block, at the start of the block. But of course, I need to have an idea of what I'm going for. And having a half will be a really good indicator of what shape I'm in. I would, I'll put it out there now. I would like to go... The dream line would be to go sub-70. But I think that's... Yes. That is... Uh, that's, we'll see. We'll see. That's, I've, got, I've still got uh, four weeks till then. So I've got some time to get fitter and some time to assess. But really yes. exciting to have a race on the calendar. And that's great, you know, assuming you get a marathon, that would be great, a great transition for you. you know, Absolutely, you get, yeah. If you can get a PB and, and if you can really break, you know, if you can get close to that 70 mark, sub-70 mark, well, how, how much confidence is that going to give you for the, the marathon, eh? Absolutely, yeah. You know, those, so, um, those donuts will, you know, those donuts will be even more rewarded <laughs> by the you know, post-half marathon and post-marathon. Absolutely. You can't even they do exactly so donuts there'll be a lot of donuts consumed if i can pb i mean let's we'll see i'll talk about near the time um we'll see what sort of how i'm feeling in training but at the moment i feel good so we'll just need to keep keep uh keep plugging on and you know it's just really exciting to see we'll talk a bit about podium 5k and some other races in a minute but it's really exciting that we've got races back on the calendar and some of these race organizers have been quite bullish now about about organizing races and saying you know this the antrim guys you know if i read their read their statement they've got um they've got plans in place so here they've said uh due to hygiene criteria put in place by the committee that's in line with both run britain and athletics northern ireland's event guidance um they've now got the following protocols entry has been capped at 50 percent the course has been changed to allow for wider roads and social distancing the main event will be started in waves of 30 starting by time zones each participant will adhere to strict hygiene regulations including non-contact temperature checks before being allowed to enter the warm-up area no spectators on the course and anyone wishing to watch the race would be actively encouraged to follow via the live stream on the social media channels. No showers, bag drops or vendors with the entire event being held outdoors. 
Um, and, uh, you know, they're obviously saying anyone who has any signs of ill health should not attend. So I think that it's good to see that because since that guidance came out, these race organizers are starting to get a, an idea of how they can operate. Again, without being griping too much about London, I just can't see how London can adhere to these, though. That's my problem. I can't see how London... I can't see how London are going to operate without a bag drop, for example. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Rock, walk, walk from your hotel in a vest and race shorts to the start in your next percents, do the race, <laughs> and then walk back across central London in your, uh, in your kit. I mean, it's not going to, that's no. not going to happen. <laughs> well, even if you, if that's if you get a hotel. Well, that's true, actually, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, no, I, that's uh, me, well, Kyle. That is good. I'm I'm glad in that haircut you've got that's that's gonna make, make all the difference too, eh? It is actually I've got one more thing to say about my week in terms of uh and I'll write this up on the on the website soon. So I did my first run in the Saucony Endorphin speed last week and ah. Mikey Likey. Mikey they are, Likey. They are very <laughs> nice. They're um they they've got a nice roll to them. They're mm. light, they're they're snappy. I, I really, especially, I did the five by five in them and they felt good at the faster speeds. It was, it was fine. But you know what? When I did the marathon pace run, I was just, I felt like I was just rolling. Really? Cruising. Honestly, I'm huh. really impressed. If I can get a pair, a hold yeah. of a pair of endorphin pros, they might get the nod ahead of the next percent. Oh, what? No Honestly, way. mate. Don't tell honestly. people this. I'm trying to find a pair for my mate. My <laughs> I've got nothing. I've got my pair of Zooms uh, from Mark Haskett. From the outlet. Oh, very nice. That's about it. You know, and my, my Nike 4% that have you know, seen the day but knew it's night kind of job, you know. But, so, uh, I, I, know you're t- I know you are super tight, but the Zoom Flies are now in stock on the Nike website. I mean, let's not let a 100-mile world record or 24-hour world record are not, is not the time to skimp. <laughs> you know. I don't, I'm, I want a pair of these, you know, Nike... Uh, the I, I, I want a pair that's got legit, legit um, pedigree for performance here. You know, like everyone else is at it. Like so, uh, like I, you I know, do, saw, like what, you what, what's the Saucony endorphin? It's they're all sold out. Well, the endorphin speed I've got is not doesn't. It's got a, it's got um it's got their their fancy foam, but it doesn't have a a carbon plate. It's just got a nylon plate. But the endorphin pro. Which I'm, I'd like to get the pro. It does have a carbon plate, but I, I think I was mulling over your shoe dilemma. You don't. I don't think you need a plate, mate. Honestly, Why? you just need cushion because you you're me- propelling yourself. Toughness. Well, the yeah. mental side, maybe, but I think that if you're going to pound your legs for 100 miles or 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 24 hours, you're going to need something that's going to protect your legs. And I, in a marathon, I think that the cushioning is is as big as as, a, as an important piece to the shoe in benefit terms than the, the plate because I think it protects your legs and you really holds you off. And I think if you, the Zoom Fly, yeah, it's got a plate, but it's got React foam. I think you might, you might be better in something like a, anything with good, nice cushion is what you want. What about no. the turbos? Are they still, are they still there in the no, bin? No, they're in the bin. I got a refund, remember the, oh yeah, <laughs> the, the split. <laughs> I'm too fat for them, that's what it was. What about something like a, I mean, you, would, you, would you run in a Hoka Carbon X or something? I was thinking about that, that shoe. Um, but I'm just too scared to buy them because what happens if they're shite? And then I've uh, just spent like 200. I mean, I'm not, I'm not tight. Like, 
I know I'm going out. I'm winding you up. Looking for 40 pound shoes, but I do. I, I am happy to invest in shoes if providing that they, they're, right. they're decent, you know. Um, but when you're running X number of mileage all the time, it's just, you know, I'm, I've got, I've got a family to feed, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. It's uh, think, the, the ridiculous yeah. prices of some of these shoes now, you know. But that, I mean, that was going to be a, you know, like we, we, we do joke, like, you know, this, this podcast, uh, we love doing it, but we, we uh, if anyone does legitimately know any reps of, of some of these brands mm. who want us to test out their shoes independently, we're happy to do it, you know. And so if anyone I'm does also. have a, a, you know, a contact for a, a Saucony rep or a Hoka rep or anything, do let us know and we'll, we'll you know, even if they, this can be used as a platform to, to sell their brand or sell their specific, uh, you know, go-to apparel or, or shoe, we'll be absolutely delighted to hear it. And I think the listeners yeah. probably would like to hear it too. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be go. useful. Right. So that's, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's the end of, that's, that kind of wraps up our training well. Um, FKTs. That's probably the first bit of news that we've got. FKTs. So if anyone's probably li- been living under a rock, fastest known time that stands for. And we, we did chat about FKTs uh, a couple of episodes ago, if you want to, to go back. Um, but yeah, there's been quite a lot of FKTs and we've had one particular one that I want to, to mention anyways. Our man, uh, Sasha Chaplin, he ended up, it's not really an is that an FKT? It's not really an FKT. It's more of a, a challenge. Um, so he broke the Monroe's 24-hour record that was held previously by Jim Mann, uh, and he scaled 32 summits in in 24 hours. And remember, folks, this is Monroe's we're talking about here, not just we we hills, uh, we mounds. It, you know, it's a, a Monroe's a mountain over 3,000 feet. Um, so yes, Sasha's he is a Scottish. Junior, he's probably not a junior now, I don't think. He's an international uh, hill runner as well as Owen Tier and great on the cross country. He's just an all round quick guy. Um, so, yeah, great, great job by Sasha. Um, 32 Monroe's making it in 23 hours and 10 minutes. So, fantastic result from, from Sasha there. And uh, it'd be great to have him on the show. Maybe get a quick, quick word with him next week. Hey, hey, Tom. That would be really good to hear from him. And actually, I see um, Beth Pascal broke the female record for the Bob Graham. She did, and I think it was like the fourth quickest time as well, like wow. overall, which is crazy, like what, 14 hours and 52 minutes, I think, it, something like that. Um, so, yeah, great result from, from, from Beth Pascal, who also did the UTMB. She's passed me at like mile <laughs> 60. <laughs> I had, a long, I had a long chat with Beth Pascal's husband at the, the aid station in Italy. Oh, did you? The night. Yeah. Right. He was at the, there at the table next to us, so he was exchanging tips on what, what oh, he was I laying out for and stuff. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit too late for exchanging tips for me. Yeah. Aye, but you came at the same time, remember? that? I remember that. Um, yeah. yeah, very impressive. Uh, was that, I've, I've often thought that'd be someone to be up your street, the Bob Graham. Nah, do you know what, like, I love hills, but just too many hills for me, Tom. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I just like the runnable stuff at the moment, but maybe in, maybe one point it, it might be something for me. But I, yeah, I, I'm just finding um, I just need to do a, it's just a different type of training that I'm doing this season compared to last year. Um, mm. But uh, but there was a couple other FKTs on uh, challenges that folk were doing. 
We had um, British 100K champ last year, Sophie Mullins. She ran the 52K on the Union Canal from Falkirk Wheel to Edinburgh. And uh, she ran that in 407.15. So that was 52K along the canal. So well done to, to Sophie. And I think that's about it in terms of FKTs, Tom. Uh, oh, there, there was one more, wasn't there? There was um, the Land's End to John O'Groats one. But I haven't got, I haven't got this in, in my notes, but that's... Uh, do, do you know who, 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 who broke that again? I can't remember her name. Uh, I'm not sure. Land's End to John O'Groats. Let me type it in, folks. Sorry about the delay here, but I think it's quite important that we, we do mention it. Was a, it's a, it was a hell of a... A hell of a time. Oh, it was, was it not like was it 14 days or something like that? Um, so yeah, ultra runner. And, she, and she's a GB International too. Uh, GB International ultra runner. So she's she's certainly got a pedigree. Uh, oh, Carla Molinaro, yeah. Yeah, so she smashed it. I think the previous record was... Um, doesn't actually say what the previous record was, but she, she arrived uh, in Johnny Groats 12 days, 30 minutes and 40 seconds. Which, uh, she knocked 10 hours off it. 10 hours? That's closer, isn't it? Like, you know, one slip up and that's, that's it. Game over. Um, wow. Uh, incredible. So there you go. I'd love, to see the, I'd, I'd love to look at the route that she takes. I, I mean, I, I think I know the guy, there's the guy, Dan Lawson, you know, the guy who has the ultra running. He's, I think he's going for it in the next week. Oh, really? Or so. uh, he does all the rerun clothing and things like that um, so he basically you send him like all your old running stuff and then he he, he sells that he basically can recycle the clothes and he sells them to, to folk and it's like a charity mm. thing so it seems quite cool but um, but I mean how in the hell do you run from Land's End and John, John O'Groats how the hell do you do that it's like, mental What's, I see on the article like, it says she says the only off road bit she had was over the Pentlands coming just before Edinburgh, so the road, it must be on the road then. The rest of it. Well, I mean, I'm, I I don't like I'm I, I can get my head around running that that period of time. I think I can anyway. I haven't done it, mind you, but um, I just can't get my head around the operations of it. Like how what roads you would have to take and the, the dangers of you know it's like when you run, you go for a, a wee country run in the roads, and you're you you're going on this main road, busy road, and. You, you, you think this could be your last, your last ever run, you know? Like, I just, I don't know. It's obviously, it'd be quite interesting to know the route she takes and how dangerous it would be as well. Um, so apparently, apparently she finished each day at 10 p.m. and started again at 5 a.m., sleeping from, going to bed at about 11 p.m. and getting up at 4 a.m. So that's five hours sleep a night for, um, for the 12 days. And she's saying that even then she didn't sleep so much because... Uh, she was aching so badly. It's crazy. Oh, nasty, Tom. Rather you, rather you than me. Oof, rather her than us. For, for that period. Uh, well, bringing it, right. well going, going from the big long stuff to something much, 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 much shorter, we had uh, Laura Muir and Gemma Ricci in action over 800 and Josh Kerr over, the, over 1,500 over the weekend. As well. We did, and I think, uh, well, I mean, it was quite an interesting race from the, the Laura Muir and the Gemma Ricci. Gemma Ricci did edge out Laura Muir, but the, I think it was, she clocked 159.52, whereas uh, Laura um, was 
Ooh, that's that is a tight, tight finish. Yeah. Tight. yeah. Oh boy. Um but uh, yeah, it was a photo finish as well. Um and I think she just you know, Gemma had a really strong kick, two hundred meters to go and, and took the win and you know left Laura second. But I mean that's you know, it's a world lead for, for Laura. Uh, sorry, Gemma and um great you know, quite an impressive time for, for not having any races on the calendar, I think. Mm. What do you think? Um, I, that, I mean, I, so both of them to go sub two. I mean, there's a lot of top British girls who breaking two is a big deal. But I, I get the, I get the impression that if you were to be going into a, you know, if it was a championship race, you would see Laura Muir at a different level. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, I mean, Gemma's, she has come out of her shell in the last year or two. Mm. She's been like Laura, and then are they not? They both got the same coach. Yeah, they're both the part of the Andy Young group. They're out there with Steve McKay, shows your pie, and in I think it was Font Remote, judging by the, yeah. the photos on Instagram. Oh man! To quote well, Andy Butcher, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. It's not Tom who said that. Listen, to Andy Butcher's interview, you'll, you'll get that. Um, and also another impressive run. We we chatted about Josh Josh Kerr um, in the US. What a great result he had. Uh, a 1500 meters 334.5 that's a, that's a great time that isn't it so he must be uh, he must be a pretty... world lead yeah world lead yeah I mean we know he's he's a great runner but to do that you know and I, I look at the picture and he was miles clear of everyone else so mm-hmm. if he get a stacked field and he's in it he can get to that low 330 I, I think potentially yeah no, he's a, he's a yeah. strong loon yeah uh, so yeah, that's. That, I think that that rounds off our news, eh? Does it? Is there yeah, pretty much. Can... So the so this weekend, as we mentioned, it's, it's the podium five k. Now we've been unable to get a hold of the start list for that, which is a shame because it looks like it's going to be a. So big shout out to podium five k for getting their race up and running. There is a stream going to be live on the on the weekend, so we'll once we see it, we'll share it. So keep an eye out there. But shout out to uh, TRS interviewees. Cameron Strachan, Miles Edwards, and Ben Ward Run Beer, who are all going down, representing from the northeast to that big really? event, which is cool. Yeah, so when really is looking it? forward to seeing how those guys get on. Uh, it's on Saturday, I think, the eighth, or maybe nice. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, this this Saturday, this coming Saturday. So keep an eye out for that stacked field. I mean, it looks like Mark Scott's running. It looks like uh, Johnny Brownlee's running. Jess Judge running the women's race. Mary McLennan. And uh, yeah, it seems to be a who's who. So I'm really looking forward to to watching a stream on that. And yeah, good luck to the Scottish lads. And last week's yeah. run down. Yeah. Well, someone who has been in action, uh, you know, last week in in the ultra world, and we have got a great exclusive interview with Joe Zakeski. So yeah, here's a fantastic interview with Joe. Okay, so we're delighted to have Joe Zakzeski on the show. So, good morning to you. I was going to say good morning, but it's actually good evening to you, isn't it? It is. It's, uh, it's, it's nearly beer o'clock over here in Australia. <laughs> Brilliant. What, what are you doing in Sydney at the moment? Uh, well, currently sitting around doing not very much. Um, I came over here for a run and a three-week holiday 
at the beginning of March. Um, my run was cancelled because of landslides after the flooding and the bushfires, not coronavirus. But then um, all flights back to the UK were cancelled because of coronavirus. So I've kind of been stuck here ever since on this kind of extended holiday that isn't a holiday. Oh, no. Well, it's, um, yeah, I mean, and I suppose it's not really... I mean, we were chatting just before the the podcast. It's not looking great to get you back home, and that that itself must be quite hard for for you and not seeing your family and things like that. So, how are you coping with that? Um, it, it's interesting, and and I know that obviously I'm not going through anything as tough as a lot of people in the UK because you know it's not that big a hardship being trapped somewhere as nice as Australia. But it's difficult when your family are in the UK. You can't really keep track of them. You've also gone through a total change of seasons here when you came with just three weeks worth of summer clothes and one pair of trainers and <laughs> shorts. Um, but it, it, I've done some interesting things, like I've um, gone out to Sydney Airport and I've done a run through a deserted capital city airport, which was just a bit weird. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's like having a holiday without a holiday because you can't go anywhere. Uh, nobody's free because everyone's working from home. You actually haven't got your normal belongings you haven't got your finances but you just make the best of it don't you and the way you've made the most of it is you've been doing a few races there as well and uh you know that was one of the reasons we thought we would we would get you on the show as well i mean we'll, we'll chat about your fantastic run you had at, um you know last week at the 24 hour event um but just before we go on you know go on to that like just tell us a little bit about joe and you know how you came to to where you are now, you know, how did you start running? Um, well, for those of you who don't know my running story, it um, involves alcohol and a <laughs> bottle of wine. Because um, I used to be an expedition and race doctor. Um, I didn't run at all. I was always told I was an unsporty kid, you're rubbish at sport, you're rubbish at running, because at school it's all about sprinting, and I've never been able to do that. So I worked on a race called the Jungle Marathon in Brazil, which is a multi-day event, kept in touch with one of the runners from there. He happened to be driving through where I live in Scotland and said, oh, let's go out for dinner. I went, okay. Yeah. Bought a bottle of wine. He said, I'm driving, you'll have to drink it all. I went, right then. Um, and at the end <laughs> of the meal, he said, I'm going to do this run across Chile. Do you fancy it? And me, after a bottle of wine, went, right, sounds fun to me. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, I better learn how to run. Um, so that was my first race. And I thought, oh, it's much more fun as a runner than as a doctor. And that was it. Never looked back. Wow. And wh wh when was that then? That must have been just 10 years ago now. Yeah. Bloody hell. I didn't realise it was, you, you haven't been running that long. Like, you know, and that's, uh, and, I mean, fast forward on to, you know, that, that event. And what, well, I mean, let's, let's chat about that run. What was that run like uh, as your first? It, well, it was amazing. Yeah. Um, I went there just to try and complete it. And I ended up, competing it was six days and i thought all you do is you you run you walk you chat you eat you sleep you run you walk. it was it was just brilliant and i ended up yeah. winning it and thinking Amazing. oh this is brilliant i like this and i've kind of done the reverse to most people most people start as kids and do short distance and build up long distance well i started with six days and then went down <laughs> the marathon and back up again <laughs> that's brilliant so like yeah you, you, you know starting off that distance um I mean, I think from from then, did you did you find like you were going were you looking to do some short stuff after that, or was it just like I'll just continue with the ultra? Or, 
Would you? Would well, you just do you, do you count marathon as short stuff? <laughs> I used to, but now yeah. I'm like, it's just a sprint, eh? <laughs> oh, oh, it, and it's hard. And people yeah. say, oh, you've done the long stuff, you'll find a marathon easy. And I'm like, no, because it's way faster and it hurts. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like I you. Yeah, I, I think a marathon can be a lot harder than an ultra because. You don't breathe yeah. heavy, heavy in an ultra, do you? You know, most of the time, anyway, unless you're going up a massive hill at altitude. But like, no, and and the thing that scares the living daylights out of me is park run. Oh, what's that <laughs> about? I mean, you haven't got time to warm up, and you've finished, and it's hard and it's fast. But yeah. I, I kind of realise now that coming from starting with a six-day event where you run a walk, what actually people say, what's your secret for running an ultra? It's the fact that I can eat and drink. <laughs> and I think that's because I came to it the other way. I, yeah. I never did that short, painful stuff on the track where you vomit. I, yeah. I come from the how much food can you get in during a <laughs> during a run. That's why I say to everyone is that like you know I do these ultras because I can eat lots of food and I, I love my food and drink and you know I just came back a couple of days ago. I did a forty miler and. I just ate absolutely everything, you know, eat during and uh, afterwards, um, as much as I could carry with me in the run, and you can just reward yourself hugely because your body just craves it. And for a five k, if you do that, you would, you know, you would, you would just be, you know, it'd be like a couch to five k, but it'd be five k to the couch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how I describe my comrades as a ninety k moving buffet, basically. <laughs> and uh, well. I mean, Comrades, I know you've done done that one as well. Like, you know, I, we're, we're kind of going back and forth, but I would love to know like what you thought about Comrades as well. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a 90k moving buffet, I guess. It, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it. just amazing because it's sort of iconic. When I never, I didn't really know much about it. It was this race that I did across the desert in Chile. A guy in my tent um, was from South Africa and he said, oh, come and stay with me and do Comrades. And I'm like, all right then, let's see what happens. And it was, after I did my first comrades, that somebody said, oh, you're quite a good runner. Have you thought about running for the British Ultra team and things like that? And that's yeah. how I got selected originally. Ah, okay, okay. Wow. So I've done it four times now, three ups and one down. And I've got, I think, the first time I did it when I hadn't got a clue what's going on, I think I got a silver medal that time and I've got three golds since. That's amazing. Wow. And like, yeah, I mean, that that's what I want to kind of chat about is just the, the sort of, the, this, I suppose, the sharp rise to how you know just how amazing you are you know you're the top of top of your top of your game and what what do you think was the reason for that do you think it was like you've just got the natural ability and combined with the training or you know how how did that all take shape i um i think it's because i don't take myself seriously i like i have this imposter syndrome i still don't think i'm a very good runner and i just run because i like it so I know the distance from my house in Scotland to every cafe because every run finishes with coffee and cake. <laughs> I don't restrict what I eat. I don't restrict what I drink because I just don't see the point in not enjoying yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, for example, when I first did 100K, they all said, oh, will you do it again the next year? And I went, uh, no, because I did well. And then you'll realize that, that that was an accident and I'm not a very good runner. So I never <laughs> want to do another one just in case. And I think that that problem is people put a lot of pressure on themselves, like, I've got to perform, this is what I've always wanted to do, whereas I'm very much about, yeah, I'll give it a go, see what happens. Yeah, amazing. And that kind of shows, like, you know, I'm looking at all your races that you've done in the last few years, and the last decade, and you do quite a lot of, you do races from 5k, there's even a mile race you did as well, you know, a mile race all the way up to 100 plus k. 
well, 24 hours, 100 mile plus now, you know, that's incredible, uh, you know, range to, to run it. And you're not just, um, you know, something that's really, you know, really stands out is you've got pace, you know, <laughs> which is... Yeah, really... I don't think Mo Farah needs to look out just yet. <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, talk, talk us through, you know, like the, the... Do you think, you know, from a sort of 5K, I mean, I suppose, what, what do you think you're your half marathon distances as well you've got some quick times there um maybe a few years back what do you think your your best distance was i i do think it's ultra because i don't think i'm any yeah. quicker over the short distance relatively speaking if you look at my my marathon times i should have a faster half and um 10k for example when i set not now that when i set my half marathon pb but before that I think my half marathon PB was set in the second half of a marathon. Wow. Um, because I don't think I can go fast. I can just keep going yeah. at that pace. Yeah. Because I never ran as a child, I was never coached. I've got, as you, as you know, I've got appalling running techniques. I've never never had a coach, never done yeah. any of that. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think I have particularly got any speed. But um, now I think people that say, oh, I can't do shorts speed work because I'm an ultra runner I think if you want to be good over long distance you've got to be able to be good over short distance yeah yeah and going back a couple of years when I was told I would never run again um with my stress fractures and that's when I kind of gave up competing for yeah a few I years remember ago, that yeah and I did the athlete to coach conversion course it was suddenly going back to rows uh throws jumps and runs and it was like trying to learn this and you're trying to tell sprinters that they're not lifting their knee high enough I'm like oh you sprinted at Olympics and I'm pointing out things that are wrong with you <laughs> and they would say things like oh I went for a long run it was five miles and I'm like what that's not a long run <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant yeah I mean yeah I mean that, that's a really good point there I, mean, I really like the fact that you know you're, you're touching on I, I think as well I think speed if you want to be a good ultra runner you really do have to have some speed in the legs and continue that um and you know let's kind of on the on the topic of speed although it's not really it's uh you know the comp the marathon uh you've you've hit you've gone to the commonwealth games uh in glasgow 2014 i think it was was it yeah yes i always say it, it's the biggest walk of shame ever i ran around glasgow in my knickers on telly <laughs> I doubt it was a walk of shame at the, the pace you're running at. But, uh, you know, what was that experience like, you know, to be representing Scotland for the Commies? Oh, it was absolutely amazing because it was a home game. But yeah. it was a kind of a, a bit of a drama for me because that year there were four girls who'd run the standard. Oh, right. Um, and two okay. guys. So I was four. So uh -huh. um, basically I had to run quicker if I wanted to be selected. So I trained really yeah. hard over the winter and thought, right, I'm going to run again. I'm going to see what I can do. And I went out to Seville Marathon and I got knocked down and trampled at the start, broke my nose, broke my ribs. Oh, God, I remember that. carried on running. Yeah. And I, I still before. finished in about the same time. I think I did 2.40 with my broken nose. Yeah. Because you didn't know but it was broken was at the start, did you? Like, you fell over. And I, I remember the, the, the after picture. and That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to get selected because um, they said, oh, well, the other girls, if you do another one, you won't recover in time. I thought, I can't run. I've got broken ribs and nose. Yeah. So I kind of went away. Um, you might get the trend here. On it, and I was drinking on holiday <laughs> with my relatives in Turkey. Um, and, they, and then I came back and it was seven weeks 
until the games, and I got a phone call at like quarter to eleven on the Sunday night saying, um, Freya's pulled out with a fracture of her pelvis hip. You're in. And I'm like, oh, oh my word, I haven't been running and I've been away drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I didn't have leave from work or anything like yeah. this. So it was all like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. But it was just an amazing atmosphere. And I, I, I know how I didn't run an amazing marathon. But, I mean, crowd support and a bus yeah. came up from De Vries and it, and people said, oh, they've never seen anybody run a marathon grinning the whole way around. And I thought, oh, I'm just loving it. Ah, oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, you were, obviously, your your position and your, your time wasn't as, as you know, you're 14 still in, in the event, but you're not as, not as quick, you know, in terms of your PB, but based on the sort of timings that you had to, to train, it's, it's difficult, you know, like, if that, just it is, to get and, it, that and there were also other little issues, like, um, when, because it was a two-lap course, and obviously the men were doing it too, yeah. and people had to get to the finish, so by the time I got to the last speed station, there was nobody there, because they'd gone to see the men finish, so I didn't get any of my drinks, or any or my gels, or anything. Oh, really? Jesus. Because people had left. Yeah. Um, because we were only allowed a certain number of supporters, and obviously they didn't need to see the men finish. Yeah. So they weren't there. And oh. it was wet. And it was just little things like that. You're like, hmm, don't know what's going on. But it, it, it was just amazing. Yeah. And my little um, my little thing is, um, well, it's not a secret anymore because it was in the Herald at the weekend, but <laughs> to try and keep that memory alive to me is I put my kit on on that day every year and go for a little run on a back road or in the woods so no one sees me, but I'm running in my Commonwealth Games kit. Yeah, that's cool. And this year, obviously, I couldn't do it because I'm in Australia and I'm on the kits in Scotland. Yeah. But that was the day that I finished the 24-hour race and I set Scottish records. So I thought, well, it's fitting. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Well, let's, uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to re- get to the 24-hour race in a, a wee minute or two. Um but you're, you know, from doing the marathon, like throughout, during that time, you know, the Commonwealth Games, you've got so many amazing performances, you know, like you've already touched on comrades, but you also, you know, you've, you've been the world champion at the 100 kilometer event as well. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit about that run. And... Uh, I've, so I've done 400Ks at world champs. And like I said, I always thought it was, my time was a bit of a fluke, but actually three of those four races, I've run the same time to the minute. Oh, really? In 100K. <laughs> no way. Which is just a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. That is weird. So maybe I just really can't run any other pace. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going, you know. Just hold that pace and just keep I going. I know. Yeah. Just so, the Duracell bunny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, tell us about it. Like, because I'm, I'm intrigued by, you know, that distance, you know, the 100K distance. And, like, I mean, what, seven, seven and a half hours? You've, you've ran that's you know that must be that's well it's the fourth all time fastest t- I think well, I've 31 but I've done 741 three times <laughs> that's amazing um, and I think oh, and, w- and what do you think so, like, yeah I guess I, I don't really think about the pace yeah you just run what feels right to you okay so you weren't like you know when you you start off do you do you, do you you've got no time in mind? Do you do you kind of treat it as a race then? You know, like you're racing against other people, and you know you're you you. Not really. I'm just because you can't affect anybody else's race. You can only think about your own race. Yeah. So I try and just ignore anybody else. 
But the, the, the hardest thing is not to stop your watch when you go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because I'm just so used to, I'll just sit down, I'll stop my watch. And, um, yeah, it's like, no, hold on, this is a race, don't do that. And in the 24-hour race, it was so tempting because it was so cold. You were just on and off the track to the bathroom all the time. Right. Um, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> um, but but that, the main to... thing I think with any of these things is, is the, I, I, have, I run with my watch, but yeah. my watch is slow me down, not to make me run a pace. Okay, that's interesting. And the, you know, most of those 100K courses, was it like a 2K looper? Something like that, was it? Um, no, uh, the Shoten I've done twice, and that was a 10K loop, so that was 10 times 10K. Yeah. The one in um, uh, Doha, that was horrendous. I did the 50K, and then three weeks later did the 100K. Yeah. And there were 5K loops. So basically, I ran 30 loops on that course. Oh, man. Um, and some of it was tiled, and it was horrible. The worst course I think I did was one in Spain, which was 10 leaps of 10K, but you were running along tiles along the prom, which was really slippery because we had rain. Yeah. And then you just went up and down and up and down parallel streets. And it oh, was really? Like, what is this? Oh, jeez. Oh. Just wasn't nice. Yeah. But I mean, like, what was it like to win that then? You know, what's... When we were in Doha, it was amazing because we were, the British women, we were first, third, and fourth. Yeah. So Ellie won it, I was third, Joe was fourth, and then I was um, got gold masters. Yeah. Um, and it was just an amazing experience, like to be there with with such good friends and teammates, and be kind of running at that level. Yeah. And beating the Americans, and we were bless them. They probably don't know this, but we we set up a thing to tease the Americans, really, to give ourselves encouragement. Because yes, it was five k loops, but each five k loop had three switchbacks in it, so you were constantly seeing each other. So we decided that every time we'd see each other, we'd like raise our hands and go, good job. <laughs> yes. Um, and all the Americans thought we were doing it just to cheer them on. And we're like, oh, we're actually doing it as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so good. Oh, brilliant. But I'm, yeah, I must have been phenomenal. And, you know, to get the time you did is, and I, I'm, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm curious as to like, we, we kind of chatted about how you, you sort of train in um, for ultras and the, the element of speed work, but what what sort of things specifically do you do, you know, for training for something like the, you know, a 100k race? Um, you know, do you just continue with the speed work and then do longer mileage or big runs or what does that look like for you? Yeah, I, I guess I'm a bit different to some people in that I don't really change it. I would do very similar training for marathon training because I'm not a massive high mileage person because I was trying to fit, you're trying to fit it in around full-time work. Yeah. And you just don't have the time. And I think if I did too much, I'd break or I'd just hate it. Yeah. Um, so I do very similar to my marathon training, but maybe I'd do a couple of longer runs. Like I could run from my house to Gretna. Gretna. Um, <laughs> and there's a Thornton's cafe that does chocolate and cake there. And then oh. you can get get the train home or a friend can give you a lift back so nice. I suppose I'll do a couple of runs like that but I, I don't see the point maybe this is just me I don't see the point in back-to-back long runs because you just knack yourself out I mean you can't run for the next week yeah I would rather just you know do stead, steady and then do a bit of speed work and a long run and I've always kind of done that and then now when I set training programs for other people I tend to set very similar to what I would do myself yeah okay yeah, 
So what about, you know, like other stuff, do you, are you quite, do you do any like resistance training or, you know, mobility work or are you, um, I'll just go out and run sir, instead, that's all I need to do or what, what's that like for you? Um, well, I wish I did, uh, basically. <laughs> I always wish I, I wish I knew what I was doing. So I don't really go to a gym and do anything like that because I don't know what I'm doing and I don't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. And I also find that I was so limited for time because of work that I think I need to run because I don't run that massive high mileage because I don't have the time. So I don't even want to take away from that. But what I would do is, um, say, if I've done a long run at the weekend, um, then on Monday, Monday would be my recovery day. So I would go to a Pilates reformer class. Oh, yeah. Because that would make me stretch because I don't stretch. <laughs> um, so, and, and on that, you can work a little bit at your core and your legs uh-huh. but separately. So that, that's why I would do that. And I, you know, you'd lie there thinking, oh, maybe this is just time I'm, I'm wasting. I could be doing something else. But actually, it wasn't because I wasn't getting injured. So I think it was helping me, even though, it, you know, at the time you don't feel maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it's a great kind of segue into, I remember, you know, after the, because we went to the World Trail Running Championships and got us a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. A, few, a few more than that, I'd say. Nah, yeah, <laughs> It's got us like three years ago, huh? Jesus. Um, I think it was a year later, you, you got a really bad injury and I know you, you touched on it. Um, what, what was, you know, what was that like to, what was that like for you? Because obviously it was a career threatening injury for you. Um, just tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got that injury and, and you know, how you've, you've, you've kind of overcame it as well. Well, I actually had it at the trail running championship. So Did you? What All happened right. was I went out to do a marathon in Poland that year, yeah. in about May, and I got knocked down, pushed over by a guy at the start onto cobbles. And you can see the, the photographer actually took a picture of this man with his hand in my back and his foot between my, my legs, pushing. Bloody hell. Um, um, and I didn't really realise, um, but I actually got a fracture across the front of my tibia. Oh. Um, and... People kept saying, and I was like, oh, my, my tibia hurts uh, when I run downhill, and it swells when I run. And people said, oh, uh, it wouldn't be a stress fracture because it doesn't hurt to walk, but stress fractures don't swell. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so I got a, a physio to ultrasound it. He said, I can't see any problems with it. Keep running. I'm like, it just doesn't feel right. So I, I found it quite hard to train for those trail champs. And as yeah. you know, I ended up supporting one of the guys in that race. That was, uh, was it, um, who was that again? Matt? Was it Matt? Matt. Yeah, Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, he was like, no, leave me, I'm going to drop out. I'm like, you're so not dropping out. You're <laughs> finish. Um, I was like, it doesn't matter to me. I've got GB vests already. Yeah. You haven't, you are finishing this. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was great. So we did that. Carried on kind of running a little bit, but thinking this still isn't right. Eventually got my GP to agree to an x-ray for me. Went and got the x-ray, then went to do his race, a six-day race across the desert in Oman. As you as do. You do. <laughs> and my GP signed a medical form to say I could. Yeah. When I finished the race, I switched my phone on and I had four messages from my GP saying, I hope you're not running because you've got a stress fracture. <laughs> and I was oh, like, God. Oh. Oh, So then, um, because it wasn't behaving normally, yeah. you couldn't really treat it normally. Like, normally you would say... You know, when it stops hurting to walk, then you can start um, running. Yeah. 
um, and that kind of thing. But because it wasn't, they just said, well, we need to keep re-X-raying it to see what's going on. And every time I got it re-X-rayed, it hadn't changed at all. So I eventually went to see a sports medic mm -hmm. down in Manchester, and um, I'd had a bone scan which showed osteopenia because it wasn't healing. And he had said, basically, we could do an operation and stick a nail down your tibia, but you'd probably end up with 50%. You could just try running a bit on it. All right. Wow. And he said, but, but you can't run at the same level. You can't compete. And um, I, I do remember this classic comment he made, which um, you'll understand if you know me and my love of food. Yeah. He said to me, you don't look like you don't eat. And I thought, I think that's an insult, but <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Um, but have you tried eating more? I'm like, do you, do you know how much I do eat? <laughs> so again, he was saying, stop running, eat even more, and that might help your bones. Um, but basically, you won't compete again. So that was, I then from then when I saw him, I wasn't even allowed to walk more than a mile fast. I couldn't swim. I couldn't do anything for a few months. Nothing was really happening. So then they start, well, you can just gradually start doing a little bit more exercise again. So that's kind of where I am now. And then when I came out here, I was like, I need to de I need a de-stress. So yeah. it's like, I need to get out and run. Yeah. And how is it, how is it now then? Can, do you think it's healing? Do you um, think you're... I don't feel it when I'm running, yeah. but if I go on a plane or anything like that where the pressure's different, mm -hmm. I can feel it, but I don't know how much of that is psychological. Right, okay. Because I know, so I just don't want to risk it, and I, I don't want to be too, like, it's a good excuse to eat, but I don't want to lose weight. I was due to have another bone density scan because it's two years since the last one in April, but obviously I couldn't get back to the UK for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everything was cancelled anyway for corona. So I actually don't really know what's going on with my bones. Oh. But I just decided that come to Australia, eat ice cream when that's calcium, sit on the beach, that's vitamin D. You know, yeah. Maybe that's helped then, eh? I mean, you know, and, yeah. and looking, you know, looking at the sort of while you've been away, you've been, and we're going to we're gonna get to that, but you, you ran a 5K a couple of days before the 24-hour event and you got a PB, did you? Well, I've never really done any track running yeah. and any races on the track, but it was, they said, oh, as a master's 5K on the track, do you fancy doing it? And I was like, oh, not sure, or, or, or don't, don't like track. I thought, hold on a minute, I've got to do 24 hours on the track. So I thought, well, I'll go and do it. <laughs> um, but because it was quite a lot of masters, you spent a lot of time sort of in lane two because you were lapping people and things like this. Yeah. So my time for the race was good, but my actual time for covering 5K distance was faster than I've think I've done in a in a long time so that's amazing I thought oh I've actually got more speed than I think but yeah. then halfway through the next race you know the 24 hours thinking remind me why I did that I'm knackered <laughs> what a way of uh, what a way to taper for a 24 hour event eh? <laughs> so well, it meant once I got to 5,000 meters in the 24 hour event I went oh that's a PB for distance I've never been further on a track than this <laughs> <laughs> so you went so this 24 hour event was in Can Canberra is it Can is that how you pronounce it? In, in Canberra. It was Canberra. at the Australian Institute of Sport down in Canberra, which is the capital yeah. of Australia. Uh, and, and what made you want to yeah, get, get, take part in this event? Did you just, you know, were you just like, screw it, I'm going to do it? Or uh, were you kind of, because, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of run up and you're, you're, you're sort of, I suppose the prep wasn't, wasn't ideal for, um, for, for doing what you've done, which is remarkable. So kind of talk us through no. that. 
it's nice because I've been doing a bit of running, like more running than normal, just because of my de-stress here. I thought, well, it'd yeah. be nice to see how fit I am, see what I could do, really. Um, and I never wanted to do a race where there was pressure on me and people expect me to perform. And I thought, well, no one in Australia knows me. Yeah. Um, it's a small race, sort of invitation only. Uh -huh. um, I could do it and see what happens and won't tell anybody I'm doing it because then if it all goes horribly wrong, then I'm not too embarrassed. Yeah. Um, we didn't know if it was happening because it was on, off, on, off. It was on road. It was on track. Um, increasing cases in coronavirus in Victoria. So they were banning people from traveling. So it was only really when I got there on the Friday night, um, went to the track but, and it was going to start the morning, that I thought, oh, this is actually happening. Oh, that's a bit scary. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would have been, you know, um, back, it's 24 hours. It's quite daunting to be running for, for that long. So like, yeah, so the, the morning of the race, you, you started and, and, you know, how did, how did that look? Um, you know, what was your strategy going into the, the event? You know? um, I didn't really have one. It was just kind of go as far as you can because you can't DNF for 24 hour race yeah. because it's a, the furthest distance you can travel within 24 hours. So even if you only go 10 meters yeah. in 24 hours, you've gone 10 meters. Yeah. So once you've crossed the start line, but it was really cold at the start. It was sub-zero. There was frost on the ground. But because I don't have all my winter clothes here, I was like, mm, not sure quite what I should be wearing. I'm wearing everything I've got and I'm still cold. Um, and I couldn't feel my hands and my feet for about an hour and a half. And because it was quite cold, that caused quite a lot of um, bladder irritability in women. So I was on and off yeah. the track all the time. And you have to come back on track exactly where you've left it so that it's the right distance. Um, and then... After an hour, I thought, I can't do another 23 of this. This is so boring. <laughs> um, but they had the local radio station coming out of speakers on the track, and they had that for 24 hours. So All I was right. singing along to the songs. I've never yeah. heard so many news bulletins in my life. Because <laughs> every hour there was a news bulletin. Um, then, it, then it got a bit warmer. So I got down when it was sunny into, like, my capris and a, and a crop top. And uh -huh. then it got colder again. But... Um, I couldn't find my T-shirt because I couldn't find my support crew. So I started getting a bit cold. And then during the night, it just started pouring with rain. And we had 11 hours where you were trudging through massive puddles and it was freezing cold. Again, couldn't feel my hands again. And I was a bit hypothermic. So my God. It, sounds... it was interesting. Some, some people had this plan that you could see. They were doing run 13 minutes, walk two minutes. And I just thought, I know mentally that I'm probably not that strong. Yeah. So if I stop and walk... I'll just keep stopping and walking. <laughs> so I just thought, I'm going to run as far as I can. I want to, and I gave myself little targets, like see if you can get to, when I got to 12 hours, I thought, right, that's 12 hours, good, I can do that. Now, see if you can get to 100 miles without stopping. Now, see if you can get to 200K. And um, when I got to 200K, I thought, I really want a pot noodle. Um, <laughs> like, thinking it's the best pot noodle I've ever tasted. I nice. thought, I want something solid. I want some... Yeah calories i want some salt so i thought i'm going to walk a lap of the track while eating this pot noodle nice do you even get pot noodles in australia well they're called something different ah, yeah, yeah, same thing. yeah. <laughs> nice. um, and it was the worst thing i did in the sense that it was really good for me but after that because it was so cold and wet my legs totally cramped from walking uh -huh. and i just basically for the next uh, four or five hours i couldn't really run again Ooh. it was like this attempt at running that just looked horrendous i'm sure i could have walked faster <laughs> just started speed walking instead 
I mean, well, oh, well, there wasn't much speed going on in it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, talking about the, you know, the the sort of pace that you're running at. So you know, you said you you went over twelve hours, and it was kind of a hundred miles. Were the and they were, you know, they're they were the Scottish records, I believe. Um, so so what did you, you know, was that a name? Was it like right? I'm going to try and aim for some of these records, and I'm I'm going to try and get to hundred miles and as as quick a time as I can um, and then you know I'll just try and hold on for the rest of the time the remainder of the 24 yeah. hours what, what was that kind of mentality uh, well I didn't really know what the records were because I yeah. didn't really have any expectations yeah. Um, yeah. and then somebody said to me oh you know there's a 12 this was at about 11 hours 45 they said uh-huh. you know there's a 12 hour record you could go for it and I was like alright then so we had to work out how to do it. And they said, well, if you want a record, you meant to tell us beforehand that you're going for it. I'm like, well, I haven't got a clue whether I was going to run more than an hour. <laughs> um, yeah. And if if you're running a record, you're not allowed to drop uh, a marker to say the distance 12 hours. Someone has to drop it for you. So right. this guy that was with me said, I'll run with you and drop it. And I was probably a bit cheeky. I went, can you keep up? <laughs> um, yeah. Because when it came down to it, when it was like they were counting down the seconds, I started sprinting, thinking I want to get oh. as far as I can before <laughs> they say 12 hours. Yeah. But then I thought, because I've done that sprint, I thought, I'm knackered now, I can't, can't run any further. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so my 12 to 13 hours was a bit horrible. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of little things like that. I didn't really know what was going on. And at one point I was getting my friend to text back to Scotland to find out what a record was. Yeah. And I'd get an answer and I'm going, I know that's not right because um, the person that was telling us from Scotland uh, was telling me road times. And I was like, no, I need to know the track times, which yeah. are different. Yeah. And then um, they said, oh, you could maybe get a GB record. But I was only told what the GB record, say, for 100 miles was six minutes before I got to 100 miles. Didn't it make so much I was like two minutes off it. And I thought if I'd known that maybe yeah. half an hour before, an hour before, I could have gone for the GB record. But I just didn't know it really. Yeah, yeah. And I and just... Because I didn't have any expectations of my own performance, it wasn't something I was going for at all. Yeah. And by the end of the race, someone said, oh, you've got a few records. I went, yeah, if I can get these records, I never have to do this again. <laughs> That's true. So, what, like, when you're doing the what was your, like, fueling like, your fueling strategy? Did you have one or was it just, I know you had the, um, the yes, pot noodle? Um, but- well, I, I see, this is one of my um, rookie areas is I thought I was eating an awful lot because I do, uh-huh. but I still didn't eat enough, partly because um, I didn't always get it when I wanted it, but partly just because I thought, well, seriously, I can't physically eat any more than I am. But I'd made a loaf of banana bread uh-huh. and I'd cut that up into half slices because I thought that's good. It's got bananas, it's got yeah. carbs and I can... Um, eat it really easily and I knew it would go down because when I've been hiking or done some runs in the mountains I've eaten it I made um, my so and I made it myself I made chocolate chip cookies which were brilliant gave me oh, lots of energy so I had those as well yeah. and I would really notice when I was flagging I'm thinking oh I'm just feeling really tired but if I forced myself to eat something my pace suddenly picked up and I thought it's not that I'm tired it's just that I'm hypoglycemic yeah. um, I also ate it's going to sound strange, lumps of cheese because I wanted protein and fat and savoury. Uh-huh. I ate packets of salt and vinegar crisps. Nice. Um, bananas cut into pieces like I've had at Comrades. Oh, I, I just literally ate everything. <laughs> it's like it's like a it's like a child's birthday party, eh? You know. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. <laughs> you got the music and blaring. I don't and think I ate enough. 
<laughs> so it's, 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 it's your perfect type thing, eh? You know, without the 24 hours of running. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's magic, eh? Oh, man. And uh, sometime near the end, someone said, are you trying to qualify for the GB team? And I went, well, what if I did that? I'd have to do another one of these. And then right. afterwards, I suddenly thought, actually, I don't know of anybody who has run. So I've done the World Mountain Running Champs, the Trail Champs, the 50K and the 100K. Yeah. So it sounds a bit weird, but I don't know anyone who's done all of those and the 24 hours. No, so I, thought, I can't think That would just be a bit greedy. I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think, I mean, let's, I mean, I think, personally, I think it'd be amazing to see you doing a, a 24-hour event, but it's uh, do you think because you would be well in, in terms of the actual event you know the world championships the european championships you'd be well up there you know and what do you think you're going to do well, one there do you think you're going to just you know go back to the shorter stuff well, so it, to speak everyone says that it's it's much more interesting at a world championship because the problem with this race is there weren't that many people doing it yeah um one of the other girls bless her stopped after 12 hours and as a female, you're not allowed to run with the men because that counts as pacing and you would get disqualified. So the guys could all run together, but I wasn't allowed to run with anyone. So oh, really? in a world chance, there were other women, so you could run and chat and things like this. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it would be a bit more interesting. Um, I know they haven't set the British um, selection standards yet, but as of the end of that race, I'm ranked second all time on the GB 24-hour track distance. It, so, you could not pick it. You know? probably be likely to be possibly selected as yeah. long as I was fit. Yeah. Cause but, that, but, again, the World Championships next year are quite early in the year in Romania, and there won't be any international flights out of Australia, so I don't think I get there. Oh, God. Yeah. When's, uh, so that's something that I hadn't even considered. Yeah. I mean, it might not. I suppose this year was cancelled, wasn't it? Was it the European 24-hour champs this year? Uh, yeah, it was it was Europeans this year that was cancelled. So next year's world, but I can't really see it going yeah. ahead. Or if it goes ahead, I can't see me being able to get there. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. But never say never. Things are changing. Yeah, yeah. Will we have a vaccine? Will we have flights? Yeah. Who knows? Oh God. Well, I mean that's incredible. You know. So just remind remind us in that event, like, what, what, how many records did you did you break? You've new Scottish is it? Um, Scottish record twelve twenty four and a hundred miles. Scottish and one Great Britain. Yeah, that's incredible, and there was a, the two hundred k mark as well. Um, now I'm, I'm obviously I told you that I'm going for this treadmill twenty four hour event, so I'm like intrigued to, to kind of find out how you dealt with, you know, how you deal with running for twenty four hours, on you know continuous laps around the track. What what advice would you give me for, you know, running for that period of time, Joe? <laughs> Well, you've got to really know know yourself. Like, some people know um, that they can do the run-walk, run-walk strategy, and yeah. I know that that's not something that suits my mental state. Uh -huh. Like, I, I just think once you've walked, I'm more likely to walk again. But some people can, can, can do that. So I think I was the only person who didn't walk in it, but then that obviously worked for me. Yeah. Did and you find Some people pace? did the run-walk and then still stopped. Yeah. Did you find your pace dropped like the second half of the race, or you know, was it kind of consistent no. throughout? Or... Yeah. What happened was my pace, in fact, was almost remarkably the same because we could see the splits every lap, and yeah. my laps were almost identical up till that two hundred k mark when I cramped up and couldn't run afterwards. Wow. Um, and I would notice 
yes, if they were dropping off a little bit and I felt a bit tired, yeah. I ate a cookie and they were straight back on what they were before. So my advice is eat before you think you need to. Yeah, yeah okay. Keep fueling all the time small amounts because mm -hmm. you really notice it, but yeah. it's too late by then. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a call when I'm at my hour 15 or 16 saying, I just ate that damn cookie and I'm getting slower and slower. <laughs> Follow it up with a Red Bull. I, I drink Red Bull on these events and oh, you're getting sugar and caffeine. Oh, nice. I'll, I've noted on the Red Bull and I'll have some of that ready to go as well. So, so that's oh, yes, uh, it's the way. <laughs> that's an incredible run. Um, and, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this question because... It's, uh, I, I'm just, you've got so many, uh, there's so many races that you've done, so many um, fantastic results, you know, at the world level and, you know, various distances. What's your, what's your career highlight? What do you think your, your real, your, the, the best run that you've ever had or the, 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 your, yeah, your career highlight, your best achievement, I suppose? Um, uh, people have asked me this and I don't really know because, I don't think you can compare one race to another because I don't often do the same race again because I like doing different things. Yeah. So one of the most amazing races I did was um, something called the Lofoten 50 in Norway in the Lofoten Islands. Oh, okay. And I actually managed to finish that first overall. Um, amazing. And it was the inaugural event. And it had everything. It had road, it had navigation through the mountains, we went across glaciers, we had a rope to get down some rock, you were on trail. Um, it was just it was just brilliant. Um, so I loved it for the scenery and the variety. But um, thinking of when we were talking about speed earlier, one of the comrades races I did was I was running along and um, I was just getting to near the finish. And I thought I was in, uh, let me see, I was in fifth place. And I came into the end of the little tunnel you go through and then you've got a lap of the stadium. Yeah. And I thought, well, I can see somebody in front of me in the tunnel. I thought, that's a 228 marathon. Oh, yeah. The, the girl, yeah. So I could see yeah. her just in front of me in this tunnel. And I thought, I might be able to catch her. Yeah. So as we did this lap of the stadium, um, they give you a rose to carry. Oh, and amazing. I thought, I'm going to pass her. And I, I was sprinting. Well, actually, I probably wasn't. I was probably just crawling. But I was crawling faster <laughs> than she was. Yeah. And I passed her with like... A few hundred meters to go and I came around the corner and I was in fourth place and they were announcing and here comes the first South African lady and oh it isn't it's someone else <laughs> um, and it turns out and since then she's won comrades but I just thought that shows that you just keep going right to the end and you can't affect anyone else's race but you just got to keep doing your thing yeah and that was just amazing wow. really that, that the feeling of doing that so there were the only three people in front of me can i say this were three russians yeah okay oh. yeah it's uh who knows what they were up to <laughs> mm. yeah oh. all. yeah so yeah you think that was kind of one of the yeah one of the kind of career highlights was that sort of that was just it was just an amazing yeah. feeling because i'd been i'd been told by the south african club i was running for if you have a really really good day you maybe could come 10th and then i'd overtaken the top south african and come fourth behind three russians and i thought nobody ever expected this of me i didn't expect it of me i'm like this is just amazing ah wow no it's like yeah impressed by just, just you know your ethos, and I, I learned quite a lot from you. Uh, just at the World Trail Running Champs, like 
before and, and afterwards. And I remember, I, I vividly remember, so it's kind of like my, my longest distance or longest time I ran for. And you were like, remember the following day we went for that walk around the that, that lake? And you said, right, yeah. I was like, I'm not walking, I'm too tired. And they're like, look, it'll help you so much if you can just go out and do a wee walk around there. I thought, all right, okay, Joe, I'll, I'll do it. And, uh, you know, I felt so much better for doing it. And I thought, yeah, I'll definitely take take your advice on board uh, any any of these other ultras. So, folks, if you're listening, oh, you know, you. listen to what she's saying. She speaks a lot of sense and she's got, you know, a, a lot yeah, of pedigree. Just, just eat, eat cake and drink wine. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. If it's good enough for Joe, folks, it's good enough for you. <laughs> um, so just before we wrap up, I've got a few kind of fartlet questions. Um just like it's a yes or a no or a choice of a couple of things. So uh, I'll okay. crack on with So what's your, what do you prefer, miles or kilometres? Miles. I, oh. I can't work in Ks, except it sounds like you've run further. But here, people keep talking about their speed. Or oh, we're just going to go for a run at 5.15. I'm like, what, miles? They're like, no Ks. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I'm the same. Like, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all about the miles, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rest day or recovery run? Uh, a, a, well, a recovery run, but recovery runs are slower than easy runs. Yeah. So that's what people don't get, and you should finish the run feeling better than you started, and don't change it. If you feel good on a recovery run, don't push on. Still keep it slow. Yeah. And finish it at the cafe for cake. Exactly, yeah. There you go, folks. You know, the slower, slower than the easy run, and make sure you finish uh, at a cafe for some cake boom yes. <laughs> what's your favorite ultra or favorite distance it can be any distance what's your would you what was your favorite distance um well uh clearly at a park run because then you get the cake quicker but <laughs> I, I prefer longer because i like the long long slow chatty being able to really enjoy it kind of thing nice nice love it and running hero have you got a favorite running hero uh, well, there's just too many, aren't there, really? Aye. But And you don't want to put all your stock in someone and then find out that they're not your hero after all because they might fail the test or something. <laughs> yeah. so, just... so, but, oh, oh, sorry, clearly it's you. That's what I should be saying. Oh, exactly. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not after my treadmill run, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Morning shuffle or evening saunter? Oh, sorry? Morning shuffle or evening saunter? Uh, morning shuffle. Nice. What's your pre-race meal? Get out meal? there, get it done. Yes. Pre-race meal? Uh, carbs, carbs and carbs. <laughs> pizza. Nice. Definitely pizza. Yeah. Least favourite running race? Least favourite? Yeah. Uh, short and fast. Nice. Well, I'm crowded. I don't like crowds. <laughs> Durham or Dumfries AC? That's a bit political. You can't ask me that. <laughs> my favourite Scottish running club is Dumfries. My favourite English running club is Durham. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. Favourite shoe? Um, Whatever's cheap. Yeah, like it, like it. Are you into all these carbon plates or anything? Have you had any of those before or tried them or just... Uh, I, don't, I can't afford any of them, so no, I've not tried them. No, no. They're so right. expensive, eh? Like... You know, the Nike one, yeah. 250 pounds and they last uh, 50, they wouldn't even last the duration of your race. 
No, they yeah. wouldn't. But the only thing that's good about coronavirus is that it stopped us hearing about carbon plates and Brexit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've com- completely gone. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind hearing about carbon plates again. You know, having the coronavirus, but just uh, oh, yeah. rubbish. Yeah. Um, favorite training session. Training session. Um, I actually quite like uh, something like a track session that I can set myself. So. Yeah. Things like a Bondarenko session or just a little interval session because I don't like it at the time, but I feel I've achieved something. Yeah. Um, but if I'm not running too well, I like to ch- change it up so I'm not comparing against anything. Okay, that makes like, sense. Like, yeah. put some funny distances. Like, I might do some 500, 300, 200s because uh-huh. who knows what time they run for a 500. Yeah, doesn't matter. Eh? Just a uh, good, yeah. good workout session. Just, just yeah. getting a bit of speed up, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. What's your favourite beer? Do you have a? Do you just drink wine? Or do you have beer? No, I'm a more of a lager girl. Lager girl, rather yeah. Than beer. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you this question: If you were to have a four pints of lager, um, and they were set up as a as a lager mile or a beer mile, whatever you would call it, what sort of time do you think you could do for a beer mile? I don't know, but I'm very tempted to try it. <laughs> Do you, you, I think it'd be if, great fun because I might not be able to run fast, but I can drink. <laughs> there you go. So I think we've got like a, a range of uh, six thirty in in like a DNF. So what do you, what sort of time do you think you could do? Oh, um, I it depends totally because it, it depends if it's an American or a British because oh, yeah. they've got different. That's... Different amounts of drink and whether it's coming from a cup or a bottle. Oh, see, you, you know, you... you've got the. Wash back, haven't you? <laughs> You've thought about this long and hard, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, but it depends if I, I don't want to mess my hair up by putting the empty cap on my head. <laughs> we'll go for the British one then. Oh, um, I actually haven't got a clue. Maybe I'd do. Oh, let me have a think. So you've got to have four drinks in this. Yeah. So six. I'd say I could do a sub eight minutes. Oh, nice. That's a decent time. I think that's uh, the quickest female time we've got so far. So if you do get Woo-hoo. bored, <laughs> if you get bored, if, if you're there for longer, then send us a video of it and uh, we'll, we'll do a TRS beer mile. Eh? I, I tried to get them set up here, but I think licensing on tracks aren't the best. No. You, need to get, um, you need to get Sarah English on and get her, her on that because she'd be good at it. I, yeah, she would. Yeah, I, sh- I heard she was quite a, a, a beer drinker. Uh, we had her yeah. on a few episodes. And she's actually ago. done it, I think, as well. Has she? I don't think Tom asked yeah. her that question about the beer. Oh. I'll have to go back and find out. But uh, ah, it's good to know. And if there was one more race that you were going to do, what would it be? Oh, one race. Yeah. I'd want it to be somewhere amazingly beautiful in the mountains and scenic, but it depends whether I was racing to, to race hard or running with friends because I would just love to go and do something like that a running adventure with friends yeah I love it amazing and uh, the final kind of question it's not really a fartlet question but um, for all the, the listeners we've got a range of listeners people who've maybe just started off running to the elite uh, level what advice would you give you know anyone really who listens um, you know in terms of the longevity or to improve performance of in the sport of running, what's the one go-to bit of advice, Joe, that you would give you would give them? 
never stop enjoying it. If you don't enjoy it, don't limit yourself, don't restrict yourself, don't force yourself to do something you don't enjoy. If you're not enjoying it, take a break. Brilliant. And come back to it when you want to. Excellent. That's amazing advice. And what's uh, if people want to follow you, how can they find you? Um, I'm not that good on social media. I do have a, a blog. Yeah. Um, and I do have, which is um, Joe's Act, Yasha Zakshevsky at Blogspot, and my Twitter is Joe Zak Run. Brilliant. I'll, I'll add it to the show notes as well, so people can oh, cool. find it too. So amazing. Well, Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure, um, you know, speaking to you, and uh, I've really enjoyed listening to it. I've got some tips for my twenty-four hour run as well, and you know, a massive congratulations to you know that twenty-four hour event and race, a fantastic result and. No doubt we'll hopefully see you see you back in Scotland sometime soon. And, uh, and well, thanks so much for having me on, and it's so lovely to catch up with you. Yeah, you as well, Joe. Thank you. Thanks, Joe, for coming on. Great to get you on, and great to get you on so soon after your 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 result. And yeah, kudos, Cal, for getting out your scratch your early o'clock to do a, an interview live from australia that's that's a really impressive <laughs> it, was, you know, it was a great i think it was quite a great audio as well there was no you know internet connections like you know potentially the dark ages in some of these you know some of these areas uh with everyone using their broadband working from home so it was it was good it was great to catch up with joe uh you know the and, and hopefully she gets uh, you know she gets out of Australia quite soon because it's you know she's mm. stranded there unfortunately which is not not great um, so yeah so that's that so uh, Tom well, we listen, well just just on the interview subject so listeners we're I mean as the last few weeks on Kyle's done absolute a hell hell a trooper of a lot of work getting all these interviews in but we need we need to know who you want to hear from so we're we're uh there's a few of our old interviewees like Gucci we're looking we've had back home we're looking at we're just gonna a few people we want to catch up with but let us know who you want to hear with um it's much easier for us we've got we've got a, a list that we've got ourselves but much easier to for us to target people who we or athletes who we know you want to hear from so let us know uh who you'd want to hear from so we can start we can get the interview bank topped up again well said tom and and you know moving on to that we we have blank runners rants too so if you don't want to recommend it you haven't got anyone you recommend in terms of interview but you have a rant you know get your rant in and we'll we'll, we'll do our duty to to tell to tell the listeners all about it and, and give us you know give give you guys a trs verdict so in lieu of a full-on rant my mini rant is about shoes what this is the whole thing about world athletics rules were and i agree with this shoe, any, shoes as long as within a certain stack blah 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 need to be regular available as we discussed a moment ago it's bloody impossible to get hold of a next percent or even you know i'm even struggling to get hold of some yeah, basic right. shoes yeah, like right. is are these are these factories shut down or and what are they doing like I, my worry is that if there's no major marathons there's not going to be a shoe drop because you know let's be you know again let's be honest the market for a next percent is surely when you've got 40,000 people at London, 40,000 people at New York, 40,000 people at Chicago, 30,000 at Boston, Berlin. So in those rates, the market for people buying fast shoes is massive. Now, every, everyday people at like you and I are still buying them. A lot of people are if they don't have races. 
But I just worry that they may not do a drop until spring if there's no major marathons. And that's a pain in the arse for guys like us who actually want to buy a pair. I yes. want my Nike. Let me give let me give you my money, Nike. You know, is that too much to ask? Let me give you two hundred pounds. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> oh. oh well said, Tom. You've, that is my rant. I, I forgot about that. We kind of ranted about it, but you've said it. You just said it so well. Um, yeah. Well done, Tom. So why am um, so in terms of you know, let's make it a bit more positive now. Do we have a TRS run of the week? So I'm torn. I'm really torn between. I'll be. I'll. I'll talk. I'm so duo because that you know record-breaking performances and she'd be the interviewee. I'm also very impressed with the, the jog effort from, from Carla Molinaro. Did, uh, did Joe not get it last week? Then? Did we not give her the TRS run of the week? Oh, we did, we did didn't we? we? Yeah. All right, and that we makes thought, it a bit easier then. Sorry, Joe, so, you're not getting it twice for the same so race. <laughs> it either comes down to Carla Molinaro or um, looking at the results, I mean, Laura Muir, Gemma, Ricky, Josh Kerr, all really impressive. Gemma won, to be fair. But I think yeah. Carla Molinari, I think the break the jog record is really impressive. Yeah. And think about the men, you know, how hard that would be. You know, oh. you're, you're, you're down at, you're, you're at Newcastle and you're not even halfway, you know. Oh, that my must, God. That must be brutal. Must be you know, brutal. you still haven't gone up the Pentlands yet, you know. Holy shit. Yeah, ah. that's, that is brutal. So, yeah, there we go. That Let's um, do that. On on that sort of thing, what about would you ever think about doing something like the North Coast Five Hundred FKT running? It's funny. I've 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 kind of been thinking about you know something like I know I you know I just said uh, I don't I try to get my head around the Lands End and Johnny Groats the operations of it, but something like that kind of quite you know excites me, um, and maybe something like the North Coast Five Hundred excites me too. Um, but it's a lot of you know that's a lot of running day to day and I, I'm someone who I'm getting a lot older now obviously you know we're, we're in a vet, vet veteran years quite soon Tommy you know and I take a lot longer to recover compared to five years yeah if I do a session I, I recover it takes me a while I can't go out like Kenny Wilson and run sub six minute <laughs> miles for you know just for bants you know or, or it just doesn't happen anymore maybe a few years ago it would have but not anymore um, so I, I would be fearful if I was to do that, whether or not I could, you know, my body would hold up to that period of running. Because mm-hmm. you does, really yeah. do have to be so strong and so efficient to, to run that and, and have good technique as well to, to run that period of time. Make sure that your fueling and your hydration is bang on the money too. You're sleeping enough and it's just, I mean, I like my bed too much to be running in the dark and, you know, curling up in a little, little van you know, at 11 p.m., Knowing that you have to get up at four a.m. if you really want to have a, any any chance of breaking a record like that, because it's absolutely yeah. you know, it's, it's tough as nails. The men's one, the, the women's one too. You know, they they run their records that will stand for quite a while, and you really have to have a lot of you know sacrifice a year to do something as, as big as that. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, the North Coast Five Hundred. I don't know if it has been run, has it? Uh, I don't know. Sure it has. I know it's been cycled, but I'm not sure it's been run, you know. So that'd be yeah. quite cool to, you know, if anyone's wanting a BHAG, that could be a BHAG, folks, for you. Yeah, yeah. that's bonkers. 
I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, I'm on the, the fastest known time website now. I'm just having a wee zoom to see if I can see the ending around about the North Coast Hunt 500. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of there are a bunch of uh, times around the around some of the west side, but I think they're not. I don't think it's the uh, things like the you know, sky. Maybe maybe that is one you could look at. It is uh, you know. Oh no, there is one. There is one. There. Yeah, let me see. What time do you reckon it is? Well, it's fine. Oh, no, it's not miles. actually got a time on it. It's just a route. No, just a completer. Five, yeah, there's no, uh, there's no. I don't see a, a time against it. There you Ooh, go, mate. You got a name? North Coast Five Hundred. That's what it says. Maybe no one's done it, or no one's submitted it. They've, they've done it anyway. Mm. Who knows? Well, one anyway, for, one to think about. Yeah. Well, if any, like we said before, if anyone's got any challenges, BHAGs, you want us to TRS to know about, do let us know, um, or anything else in, in that matter. Um, you've got many ways to contact us. You can email us, tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com. Check out our website made by Leo Connor, tartanrunningshorts.com. We're also on Facebook. Like us, uh, comment, write, post, message us on that at Tartan Running Shorts. Instagram handles at Tartan Running Shorts. Twitter handles at Tartan Shorts as well. And uh, yeah, that's about it, folks. So, awesome. Tommy, what's happening next this week? What's happening the rest of your day, your day-to-day life? Running so I've life? got um, I've got a uh, sort of big end of project deadline at work this Wednesday, so pretty busy till then. And then actually, I'm taking some time off after that, and we're going to... So on Wednesday night, we're heading over to Balahulish over towards Glen Oh, Balahulish. Very good. Yeah, so we're spending... Are you open water uh, swim, maybe? Do you know, I hadn't thought I hadn't crossed my mind actually. Maybe I should pack my wetsuit. That's not a bad shout. So, nice. um, anyway, so we're going, yeah, we're going there uh, through to the weekend, a long weekend with um, family. And then I'm, then I'm heading down to Fife actually after that. So, catching up with the other side of the family. So, yeah, it's really good. I'm looking forward to getting some runs in over there and uh, a few beers and a few donuts. Wow, brilliant. Are you going to get donuts in Balahulish though? Surely. Surely, there's, even if there's a wee co-op, that'll be fine. I mean, I'm, I'm not that picky when it comes Vegas to can't be Tuesdays, eh? Exactly. How about you? Just getting a lot of training in and, you know, we've only got three weeks to go and I, I want to make sure that I'm at that start line or at that start of that treadmill, ready to go with the, you know, the, the let's, let's dance, whatever it's called, uh, the last dance the soundtrack. Rock nice. and roll. You know? I'll um, tell you what I have been doing, mate. I've watched... The NBA restarted last Friday, and I—I I mean, in in lockdown, I've watched a lot of basketball. Like I, I can't, I can't. I've lost count. I mean, I've watched most of the most of the Boston Celtics games from the from like all like all their old um, championship wins. And I've anyway, I've now gotten since I've, I'm watching the restart, and I've watched what five games over the weekend. Amazing. Really? Yeah, loving it. Absolutely <laughs> loving it. <laughs> Oh me! What's Fiona saying all this like? Is she just she, uh, she hasn't really been following it? But then last <laughs> night I, were, I was watching. Um, it's all on NBA. It's all on Orlando in the bubble. You see, so and it's it's very different. But it's I was watching last night was the Celtics against the Portland Bla- Trailblazers, and uh, it, I was she was sort of floating around. She was actually working last night. She to be fair, while I was right. while I was watching it, and it got to like it was like quarter to ten or something like that, and uh, they're deep into the fourth quarter. So she joined me, and it was a super exciting finish. So she's wow. she's now she's now on board. She's <laughs> desperate for live sport, you know. This is what it's come to. 
Uh, well, live sport 20th August. Yeah, there you go, exactly, yeah. 24 hours worth of it. Free yeah, content. that'll get your fix. That'll fill the... If you're worried about the Premier League going away, that'll fill, that'll fill the gap. <laughs> oh, me. Well, on that note, folks, uh, I think we've, we've, we've passed our sell-by date this, for this Definitely. episode. <laughs> Definitely. Um, <laughs> but it's been a pleasure chatting to you, Tom. And, um, yeah, hopefully, folks, you enjoyed your, your run with, you know, your headphones on. Safe, safe. You know, you got home safely as well, of course. And uh, look forward to catching up and updating how things are next week, Tommy. Grand. We'll see you then, listeners. Right, Bye. Thank you.